The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. And, well, they say there's no such thing as a moral victory. Well, I say that's some bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why here on show 355. All right, Raider Nation, on this show, we will have the ATL experience. Boy, was it ever. I can't even tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you, so stay tuned. And we'll do the post game for, well, they used to be the Dirty Birds. Now I call them Dirty Birdies because we almost clipped their wings. That was a beautiful thing. We have to hit on that. The pregame for Maurice Jones Drew, the Jaguars. <sighs> Whatever. And, of course, we will do the bone line, and that should round it up. We're a little late this week, but we're a little tired from our trip to Hotlanta. Well, let's hit on that first. Well, if you weren't there, I'm telling you right now, you should have been because the ATL experience, my brothers and sisters, was off the freaking hook. Let me tell you. Raider Nation podcast traveled to Atlanta for this game. This is our one away game a season and met up with the Raider Nation. You know what, man? The ATL Raider Booster Club put it down and they put it down right. Raised the bar, I'm telling you, for parties for clubs like ours. Clint Cherub and, of course, the lovely and delicious Nikita ran this thing like like awesome timing. Everything was perfect. They had Raider legends there. They had some great stories. The event was off the chain at the Sheraton, the party the night before, and without a doubt, the tailgate was crazy good. Right there at Centennial Park in the middle of downtown Atlanta, Kind of an in-your-face Raider Nation blast, and it was a blast. DJ rocking, the place was moving, the food was great, and the company was, well, you know how we roll in the Raider Nation. It was just a terrific experience. It was wonderful to see so many fans of the show, and I can't tell you how warming it was to be there. Just so welcoming. I'm telling you, this club... They know how to put it down, and they did a great job. Thank you to everyone that was there. Everyone that I saw, I love the name names, but I was a little bit buzzed. Okay, well, I was a lot more buzzed, but I didn't look it, did I? Anyway, listen, it was a great time, and I'm telling you right now, I have met some great people, and it is an honor to tell you. I'm just loving loving the Atlanta Booster Clubs, man. You guys laid it down hard. Great party, great event, and uh, what more can I say? But thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And you guys got to check out the video because it's coming out. And it's going to be on our our webpage, RaiderNationPodcast.com. 
It'll also be on YouTube. Randy will get that done when he does. <laughs> Just kidding, Randy. But uh, that's all I got to say about that because, man, if you weren't there, you missed out. It was a terrific and um, in very many ways unforgettable experience. All right, let's hit the post game for the Dirty Birdies. <laughs> Oh, what a game. Well, Raider Nation, as you know, and I'm sure you do, the Raiders were expected to come in this game and come out all beat up and bruised and blown out, by the way, and every other term you want to use for a team that was just run over, but not so fast. In the two weeks with the bye, the Raiders changed their tactics, their way of doing the game, and I think, I hope, and I pray that this is the new Raiders because the players had a chance to, to show their skills, and boy, did they. Now Atlanta's on the Raider 39-yard line with five minutes to go in the opening quarter. Play action to Turner. Ryan back, steps up in the pocket, goes deep down the middle for Julio Jones, intercepted by Michael Huff. He backpedals in the end zone, so no interceptions all year, and now two to open this football game. Bunch formation right. Myers, Hayward Bay, they fake the toss to McFadden, run it to Hayward Bay, coming left, it's wide on Abraham, first down, Raiders breaks the tackle down the sideline, bumped by Robinson, but not down, and now finally DHB is dropped on the 22-yard line, a clever play there as they fake the toss sweep going right to McFadden, but it's Hayward Bay catching and coming out the other way, he had one guy to beat time, the unblocked John Abraham out in space, and he beat him for a 23-yard game. Yes, the Atlanta Falcon fans were very quiet throughout the whole third and fourth quarter. The joking stopped, and the serious looks were everywhere you could see. I was joking around with the people around me, and they were not laughing. Here's Ryan getting hit, ball flooded up in the air, intercepted by Tyvon Branch, 30, and he's dropped on the 26-yard line. As Matt Ryan got hit as he released the ball, that was a blitzing Philip Wheeler. Oh, one. You he came right in the middle and rocked Ryan, Tom, and he threw the ball straight up in the air. It was wonderful. I mean, the Raiders did a fabulous job. And boy, for the fans that made this trip, one Jorge amongst thousands. There were thousands of Raider fans in the house. And you could hear people going, defense defense when their offense was on the field there was a huge section of raider fans that were up in the corner and they were chanting defense 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 it was freaking classic let me tell you that right now so let's get to the game because i could go on for freaking ever for a loss the fact that someone say no moral victory i think is horse crap in our case i must say Reason being, we're rebuilding, we're looking for, for change, we're looking for change in the right direction, we're trying to tweak this experiment and make it function like a machine, and this game actually showed a great deal of promise. Carson Palmer was magnificent. Palmer, a straight drop, 
Going to throw a deep ball down the right sideline for Denarius Moore. He's got it! Right over the shoulder catch. What a pass by Carson Palmer. And Moore hit that beautifully, beating Asante Samuel right down the sideline. There is no freaking controversy about the interception. or Yes, he made a mistake. Let's all move on, people. Look at everybody else in the league. Everybody throws an INT at one. The Ryan factor had three. And they're not calling for his ass, so I don't want to hear another fucking thing about it. Pardon my French, not really. Goodson came out of nowhere, man. Brandon Myers goes in motion left to right. Straight drop, screen set up to Goodson. He has three blockers out in front, room to go. Breaks a tackle down the sideline. First down, Raiders 30. 25, breaks another 20, and Goodson finally dropped on the Atlanta 19-yard line. What a screen that was. The Raiders had three blockers out in front to block, including the center. Stefan Wisniewski was way downfield, and that's a 40-yard pickup to Goodson. Mike Goodson was like the secret weapon. They put him back there, and they were expecting a pass. He'd be in pass formation. Goodson would be in the backfield. They think he's going to block. Boom, screenplay. Two of them. Palmer, handoff to Goodson. Coming straight ahead. Bricks the tackle. First down, Raiders into the clear. 30, 40. Mike Goodson cuts inside midfield and finally pulled down by William Moore on the Atlanta 47-yard line. Mike Goodson breaking free there on the second and nine for a huge run of 43 yards. Excellent, excellent play calling. I got to give Dirt Nap. You know, he's got to get some fertilizer in that damn dirt because he started to grow some flowers. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it could be a change. I think that, you know, in all honesty, Dennis Allen intervened and there was a big conference of offensive minds and they made the changes necessary. Let's just think, like me, that this is just a step in the right direction because that's where we're going. If this is what we can do against the best team in the NFL, yes, I said it, then we should be able to do this good every freaking game. And let me just go off on a tangent. What the hell is a two-minute drill? Why is a two-minute drill so fucking important? And how come we can't do it every two minutes? How can we can't do a two-minute drill throughout the 60-minute game? Can someone please tell me that? Because all I hear from the commentators, oh, it's a two-minute drill, and the team just, like, rises from the grave and puts in a touchdown in two minutes. Raiders going unbalanced to the right. Double tights in the fullback. They run McFadden left. They pull the quarterback right. Now going to look and throw back left. Now right throws. Catch. Denarius. More bricks and tackle. A block from Myers. He's in. Touchdown! Raiders! What a great block by Brandon Myers to get Denarius Moore the last eight yards and a Raider touchdown. And so my question being this, why can't we have two-minute drills the entire freaking game? Okay, I'm done. Derek Hagan, Streeter, almost 150 yards rushing between Darren McFadden and Goodson. The O-line played incredibly well. The protection on the passes was better than Matt Ryan. Carson Palmer had way more room than Ryan because Ryan was getting run over big time. Carter, thank you so very freaking much for adding to the mix. Because I think that has been the secret weapon number two of this game. And Willie Smith, man, come on, as a lineman, the offensive line, this guy's a new guy, and he had Abraham all day, and he was pushing Abraham around like he was made out of straw. 
It was beautiful. I mean beautiful. And Huff, Branch, and Hanson. Kisses and hugs, brothers. There's Tony Gonzalez. He's right one-on-one with Huff. They're going down the sideline to Gonzalez. Back shoulder knocked away by Michael Huff. What a play by Huff there. Against the premier pass-catching tight end of the history of pro football, Tony Gonzalez. What a great job of those guys actually doing their job and letting it come down hard. I mean, the defense played fabulous football. Could they be any closer to a touchdown without being in? The ball is actually, I think, almost touching the goal line. Third down and centimeters, selling off the left side. He got knocked back. Jason Snelly came in to run it, and they didn't get it. The Raiders' goal line defense holds. I mean, just look at the points, man. 23 to 20. We kept the team that averages 30 points a game down to 20, and we scored 20 points too. And they got three points more. That was just, you know, and no one's saying anything, you know, moral victory, my ass. I don't give a shit. It's a victory to me. I mean, I was there, and it was an awesome game. And, yeah, I wish we would have won, but bullshit, there's no such thing as a moral victory. I'm happy our team played damn football, man. You know, there's a lot of characters on this team that deserve some serious credit, man. I'm telling you, there is more. I mean, Brandon Myers, Darren McFadden, Marcel Reese. The blocking was awesome. Jared Valdir, I could go on forever. But, you know, this team, Derek Haig, it rose to the occasion. It rose to the occasion. Palmer in the gun. Palmer has McFadden left. Palmer looking right throw. Throws Hagen down the sideline. Got it. Breaks the tackle down the sideline. Cuts inside. He's tackled on the five-yard line. Out of bounds. He could not score. He is out on the six-yard line with a 108 to play. And I just have to think that we can continue to do this kind of thing throughout the rest of the season. I mean, this is the spark I hope we use to light the fire. Because this game was complete and, to the core, a satisfying event for me, with the exception of the win. Yes, I know, if we played 16 games, we lost by three points, what difference would it make? Yes, of course. But we're talking about a rebuilding organization that has to come from, you know, nothing to something. And enough deviations for the last 10 seasons. This is how I'm, I'm thinking maybe this is the bright light that we get to see at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. And this is what I'm hoping is that this change is going to develop a better, stronger team and a team mentality that we go out and start kicking some ass now. And people start going, wait a minute, what the hell's going on now? The Raiders are starting to beat some shit. That's what I'm hoping. That's what you should be hoping. That's what we do, man. The Raider fan has to hope. So my hope is that we got this thing figured out and we might have some more bumps and bruises, I'm sure. But we're not going to play like clowns anymore. I sure hope not because I hope that is a thing of the freaking past. And speaking of clowns, Rilando McClown, what the hell's up with this guy? This guy was a top, what, top eight pick, I'll have to say, and he has produced absolutely nothing to my satisfaction other than his very first season. I remember his first season. We were ecstatic, and everybody knows he played a great year and then disappeared into the backwoods of Alabama to do whatever he does, shoot people and beat people down. 
because he never played after that, I'm, I'm telling you, even up to today. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. Romanowski is going to come in and tell you what he thinks, well, right now. Vic Tafer, our Raiders insider here on 95.7 The Game, also from the San Francisco Chronicle, joins us here. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vic Tafer. How you doing this morning, Vic? Doing good, doing good. When you look at Rolando McClain, and I guess he's cool with only playing 17 plays, or at least he's it's the company line. I mean, how are you feeling about McClain, especially after what you saw in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm not sure he's cool with it, but he's trying to be the team guy and not make a big deal about it. Obviously, he sees maybe the writing on the wall that uh, they're not as crazy about him as you would hope they would be. I thought the defense looked a lot faster without him on the field, which was uh, a nice surprise. I think he will be needed, though, down the road. I think he'll be needed this weekend against Jacksonville, against the run. So I'm not sure he's out of the picture quite yet. Vic, uh, we want to play something for you. that We talked to Romo yesterday, and... And, uh, you know, Romanowski's never shy with an opinion, but we wanted to we g- talk to him specifically about some of the stuff he said about Rolando McClain. Let me just, we're going to play this cut for you. I want to get your response to it if we can. Mr. McClain stinks. The first game against San Diego, the guy stepped up and made some plays, but he just fooled all of us. The coaches aren't putting up with it, and they sat his ass. He's the highest paid water boy in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I, not, and I, again, not sure where things stand with them, but Vic, would you agree that the, the Raiders seem to be a more productive defense with him off the field? Well, again, I think it last week was a special case because Atlanta uses so many wideouts, so you need a nickel defense on the field for most of the game. I do think actually Ron was done okay against the run this year. I think um, I'm not sure the coaches are totally down him as much as Romo says he is. They are, and so, um, you know, I think there's still a lot to be to played out here. I think uh, Rolando can still bounce back a little bit, and I'm not sure he's totally out of their plans quite yet. I think they you know, might even look at a 3-4 defense at the end of this year, and next year he might fit in better in that kind of alignment. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, cut Rolando as, as of right now. So this Sunday you would expect to see him more because they're going to try to gear up to stop Maurice Jones-Drew? Yeah, definitely. I think he'll be on the field a lot more this weekend. I think that's the plan. Uh, Jason Tarver, defense coordinator, yesterday said he looked good in practice this week. Wanda, as far as gearing up for the Jacksonville offense. So, again, I think last week was a special case. Obviously, they're not crazy about his production and, and pass coverage. But, uh, again, I wouldn't say they're ready to get rid of him as of right now. Mr. Gannon, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. Um... And we got a little treat for you though today. You ready? Your, your old buddy Romanowski, boy, he said some interesting. I, fi- texted, I texted Romanowski this week. I, you know, I still text my guy Bill Romanowski. He's crazy as ever. Did well, you hear- I, I don't, I, he might even be crazier than you remember because I want I want to play this cut for you. We want to play it for you. This is Bill Romanowski yesterday on the Rise Guys, our morning show, talking about Rolando McLean. Listen to this, Rich. <laughs> then we have to get your reaction. Go ahead, Kyle. Mr. McLean stinks. The first game against San Diego, the guy stepped up and made some plays, but he just fooled all of us. The coaches aren't putting up with it, and they sat his ass. He's the highest-paid water boy in the NFL. Rich, your thoughts? Guys, I don't think he's a great player. I really don't. He really we all we all know he struggles in the passing game. I think his his movement and his mobility has always been kind of a question mark. And uh, I think you're seeing less and less of them in the offense. I think, you know, Dennis Allen's his credit. They're trying to make it work. But 
I don't know that I don't know if this guy is is the long term future, the long term answer at linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. Need I say more, Rolando McClown? Because unless you start doing something, uh, well, you're gonna be gone, partner, and whatever. And that is all I have to say about that. And now the pregame for the Jaguars, or as the British like to say, the Jaguars. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a Jaguar in England? <laughs> smash mouth football in the jungle where the Jaguars mash out. You put the jack town on the map with that aggression that's going to have a pony shaking out their chin strap. Let's do it big every play, every try, every down, every tackle, every pass, every snap, and this This Sunday at O.co, the Jaguars meet the Oakland Raiders in a game that is a must-win for both teams. And this ain't no must-win bullshit either. We need to win this game because we know we can. This is one of those games we know we can win. And we have to win it. We have to win it because I know that everyone in their gut down deep has a little formation of gas right now that might come out as a big popcorn fart if we lose. Now, we should win this game. They're 30th in the league in rush defense, and their pass defense is not much better because they have to worry so much about their rush defense. Yes, they have Maurice Jones-Drew, and he is a machine, and we should be able to stop him, I hope. And the way we can do that is keeping their offense off the field, and the way we can do that is is to run Darren McFadden and Goodson all damn day long with a nice mix of some tight ends and maybe a little bit of uh, Marcel Reese. Justin Blackman, a wide receiver, the rookie's pretty good. But he's had some issues, and I should get an interception off this guy because he's not a sure guy. He's trying. He's almost there. Blaine Gabbert, the quarterback, is playing great football. Now, their offensive line is pretty damn good, and they protected them from some pretty good teams. The Vikings, you know, the Colts, which is an upcoming defense. I mean, but still, we should be able to get to him and rattle him. He's a second-year quarterback in a new system, and uh, they're allowing 4.7 yards per rush, people. Their best player, by the way, is their kicker, Brian Inger. He's actually got a pretty damn good record, I think first and second in the league. And kicking, and that's my problem with this game, as I'm thinking. Offense, defense, well, let's not forget about special teams because special teams has hurt us so bad in the past, and it could kill us in this game. They have two fabulous gunners that are ready to take someone's head off and cause a fumble. This is where I could see our team could have a problem in this game. Special freaking teams. If we continue to call plays like we did and play like we did last week, we should win this game and win it substantially well. If we let their special teams make touchdowns every time they get the ball, it could be a long-ass day for the Oakland Raiders. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's the only weak link I can possibly see here, really. 
So that's basically what I think about the game. I think we should, we would, we should win this game, man. I mean, come on, man. We need this game. This is a very much must win. It will help us to elevate out of this this uh, funk, let me say, and give us some momentum to go into the Chiefs and the Browns, man. We could be in a three-game win streak. Come on. Vic Tafer, our Raiders insider, joins us here on the Rise Guys, 95.7 the game. And when you look at the defense for the Jags, there's a reason they're one and four. They're allowing 261 yards passing a game, 163 yards rushing. If you're Greg Knapp and Carson Palmer, aren't you licking your chops on Sunday against this Jaguar D? Yeah, they're not very good on both sides of the ball. I think definitely this is a nice, uh, it sets up well for the Raiders. I mean, hopefully they take advantage of the opportunity, but this is a chance to really get well and, and build off the confidence off last week's close loss and just get a nice win and, and kind of get the ball rolling. Offensively, we saw a bit of a shift away from the zone blocking scheme. They they definitely mixed it up against Atlanta. Are we going to see more of that this Sunday and going forward, Vic? Yeah, I think we'll definitely see more of a mix. I think... Um, both Allen and, and Greg Knapp are both, you know, married to the zone blocking scheme, but they realize that maybe we got to make some more power looks and get there and some more north and south plays. Obviously, uh, Mike Goodson's looked good off the bench. Uh, they had the most running yards last week in the head all season. So, yeah, I think they preach patience. They're trying to get this thing going. So, I think you might see a big, uh, a big number this weekend against Jacksonville. I love it. We got to do it. I mean, we should win this game. Their team looks deflated. I watched them on video. They don't look very excited. The coaches look like they're stressed to the bone. We've all seen those coaches and those players in the past, have we not? That's what they're looking like right now. They look like a team defeated. You never know, though. They could come in as the wounded animal and freak out. We cannot let that happen. We must win this game, and that is it. All I have to say about that right now. Bad to the bone. 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181, get on the bone line, and I mean it, <laughs> ladies, hey, I'm calling you out, come on Raider Biatch, I haven't heard from you, uh, let's see now, who else haven't I heard from in a while, I haven't heard from Raider Shaw in a long time, what's up girl, and Aunt Alicia, I know you're up in the house up in here, get on that phone, you know ladies, I don't want to call you out, but I am. I love hearing what the ladies got to say because they got to calm the men down from the freaking out going out of the house. <laughs> That's damn funny. Well, sometimes the women freak out even more than the men. Well, you know what I mean, men. 1-800-620-7181. That's the number. Get on it. All right. Who's our first caller, man? You guys have been doing a great job, and I'm loving it. Our first caller today is my good brother who traveled to the ATL, my friend Juan. Jorge, what's up, brother? What's going on, Raider Greg? Uh, this is Juan Jorge calling in. Um, you know, I had to step away from the game for a second and uh, really digest what just happened. That was one hell of a football game. I am a little upset with the decision or two that Dennis Allen made, but what a football game when the whole world thought that 
the Raiders were going to come in and the Falcons were going to run all over them and steamroll them, the Raiders come in and give them a fight. I mean, this team showed resilience. It showed a heart. And it never gave up. Never. There was so many Raider Nation there. It was crazy. I mean, I am not upset that I chose this game as my away game whatsoever. I'm so proud of this team. Yes, we're one and four, but we're getting better. We knew that this was going to be a year where I don't want to use the word. You know which word I'm talking about. starts with the R, ends with the ding. <laughs> but um, I don't want to use it because you know I hate that word. But we knew it was, gonna, it was gonna be a year of change. I'll put it that way. But I'm so proud of this team. I can't tell you how many Falcons fans came up to me and gave me a handshake telling me thank you for representing your team. It's crazy how many of you guys are out here. You guys travel well. It doesn't matter what your record is. You guys always show up. I mean, that's love. That's love right there for another fan base to recognize that and come up to you and tell you that. Um, you know, as always, it's good hanging out with you guys. It was good hanging out with the whole Raider Nation. Um, I know you know uh, the environment that we were in. It was very, very hostile as far as um, facing a team that was undefeated. But I'm just proud of this team, Greg. I, I, I mean, I'm disappointed we didn't get the win, but I know there's no such thing as a moral victory, but, man, our team fought hard. And... And it's better than what we've gotten against the Broncos and against the Dolphins. So, I mean, progress is progress. We move forward. We got Jacksonville next week. You know, I'm ready to go home. I'm in Atlanta for tonight. I'm going home tomorrow, which is uh, Monday. All right, guys. That's all I got for today. This is Juan Jorge. I'm out. Pretty amazing win, I know. And being there was pretty special. And the people of Atlanta were cool all over. Anyway, they were good people. Uh, so I'm not surprised there were such good sports. It was nice being there, too. I'm glad I picked the game as well, my brother. And next, we have Gun Show Raider. <laughs> I like that handle, man. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg. Listen, this is Gun Show Raider. It's probably the second time I ever held felt like calling the bone line, but I do have to say this. Before everyone goes, jumps the gun and starts saying uh, they want Tarver's job, Jason Tarver's job and all this, that, the other. Yeah, I do agree. <clears throat> I do agree that at the end there, I think there was like three or four or five possibly defensive plays where he put three uh, three three guys down to and, and just everyone else was uh, zoning and everything. But the bottom line is they really only scored 13 points on us, guys. Our defense, whatever, I don't, I don't care what anybody says, they figured something out. Now, did he make some bonehead moves at the end? Yes, I agree with that. But, guys, remember that the end, don't forget, because of the end game blunders, this guy is, he's kind of new to the game. I mean, this guy is figuring things out. Um, don't go killing uh, Carson Palmer either. Yeah, he made that pick, but you know what? He made up for it. He made up for it uh, with that 80-yard drive for the touchdown. I mean, with the mistake that he made, he made up for. Um, and, yeah, guys, you know what? This could be the, the beginning of a turnaround because, clearly, we didn't do this against the Dolphins. We did this against the Falcons. 
But then again, I could just be like any other Raider fan who always says, oh, well, there's next time. There's hope, there's hope, there's hope. But let's see. Next week will be a huge sign, a huge indicator, whether or not we're going to turn around for the season, in my opinion. If we don't win next season, uh, next game, excuse me, I guess we can kind of throw in a towel. All right, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, I'm out. I agree with everything you're saying, man. It's pretty funny to hear your frustration because a lot of fans are saying those things. I think they're not right either. So uh, amen to that. And I don't think if we lose the next game, it's going to be all for lost. And, yes, I'm sick of waiting too. But this team has to learn how to play as a team, man, and that takes time. You know, I hope we get better every game. That's my hope. We win every damn one of them. You know what I'm saying, brother? And next, my brother and wisdom comes with him. You know, he was in Atlanta. I haven't seen him in a while. Great to see you, my brother. What is up? What on, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Double X Raider. Hey, it's a pleasure running into you guys, meeting you guys at the uh, Atlanta Raiders tailgate. Man, it was outstanding. Even though the game wasn't what we wanted it to be, uh, the event was excellent. At least we put on a on a display of heart. Uh, you know, we didn't come out with the W, but uh, I saw, you know, small glimmers of hope. But, you know, it still is what it is. Man, it was just, it was a blast with all the Raider Nation hanging out, enjoying, enjoying the event and the festivities. Man, I hope you enjoyed your trip to the to the east side, and uh, hopefully you make many more journeys. Uh, other than that, man, it was cool. We ran into the Gorilla Rilla, of course. Juan Jorge, didn't get any sleep. Uh, Scarface Raider, you know, and a few other cats, man. But uh, I had a blast, man. It's great seeing you and your wife. You know, once again, tell your wife a uh, happy belated birthday. I'm sure she enjoyed herself. Uh, make sure you bring her back when you come back on this side. As far as the game goes, you know, I'm still not a fan of the zone blocking scheme. I, I really think it puts McFadden under a lot of punishment, you know, and he's got durability issues, man. Those two yards in a cloud of dust is not his cup of tea. Not that he can't do it, but he's, you know, why why, why make his day harder? Why, you know, risk, risk more injury for him? Because we know he is slightly fragile. Um not as bad as Fred Taylor, but, you know, he can't he can get nicked up. And with that constant pounding, man, he's not built for that. He's a speed guy. So, uh, once again, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that zone blocking team, man. I think we still got to fix that. Uh, the defense was was much better in some areas. I thought we were going to get shredded in the secondary. Uh, it didn't happen. Uh, I thought we were going to get gutted in the run game. That didn't happen. Uh, we did play a soft coverage on the passing game in the second half, which I did not like, which ended up costing us the game. But uh, all things being said, I did see progress on the defense. Hopefully they can maintain that. At least we can be respectable in some area, you know, other than the passing attack. Uh, I think sitting Rolando McClain's ass was a, was, a, was a great boost to the defense in terms of playing Burst, who, uh, who's got a motor. You know, played every single down on defense uh, and gave a – looks to me like he gave 100%. We don't see that out of McClain, you know, for whatever reason. Um, I think he porked up a little bit too, so I think, he, you know, he's suspect to the general role. Uh, 
other than that, man, I like Philip Wheeler. Man, that was a great acquisition. Hopefully we'll resign him because he's only on a one-year deal. Uh, but his play is probably going to warrant some consideration from elsewhere. So I hope Reggie's going to give the guy a little bit of money because he's damn sure playing uh, hellacious right now for it. And uh, other than him and Tyvon Branch, man, I would say those two are probably the best defensive guys we got going as far as motor, hard, and, and giving 100% and playing smart. Uh, offensively, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're nap changing. And uh, that's obviously not going to change very much. I did like the one little wrinkle in, on the offense with the reverse. You know, I guess I guess maybe, you know, the light is on. Even though it might be a night light, uh, the, night, the light is on. Um, other than that, brother, you know, I know there's a lot of people calling. I'm sure I don't want to take six minutes like Rodney. <laughs> But uh, once again, brother, it was great seeing you guys. It was great hanging out with the Raider Nation and the ATL. Go Raiders. Double X Raiders. And I'm out. As always, my brother, very well said. I love your calls. Uh, that was a great six-minute uh, remark. I love that, too. <laughs> you got a lot to say, man. You got to let it out. That's why we're here, my friend. Thanks for the call, man. And thanks for seeing us there. It was great to see you, my brother, and your son. And next, we have Raider Corey calling from hostile territory. That would be Kansas. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg. How you doing? This is Raider Corey again in Kansas. Uh, just uh, calling a little late this week. Wanted to touch up on a couple bases on the Atlanta game. I had to listen to it on my phone again because, again, it didn't get aired here in Kansas. We had to watch the crappy East Coast games. <clears throat> anyway, Carson Palmer, you know, I don't know I don't know what his deal is. I mean he he's he's doing good, he's doing a little better, but that seventy nine yard interception, that's not good. We had the, we had that game. We I don't know what it is this season. We're losing the easy games and we're doing really good on the tough games. We beat Pittsburgh <clears throat> one of the toughest games on the season this year. And we damn near beat Atlanta probably the toughest game of the season this year. And we would have had him. I was real conflicted. I got Matt Ryan and Roddy White on my fantasy team, who's done me really well this year. Uh, I average anywhere from 60 to 80 points with him, just between the two of them. And uh, I kind of got screwed. Raiders defense shut them down. They did good. Uh, They only had one offensive touchdown against us and uh, a couple field goals. And then that interception returned for a touchdown. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say. One week, uh, I guess in, inconsistency is is our thing. I guess for the last ten years, it's just inconsistency. Whether it's coaching staff, you know, we what have we had eight, nine, nine coaches, something like that, I believe, since two thousand. Well, you know, since John Gruden left, which was terrible, by the way. Uh, you know, Rich Gannon and John Gruden. The, the, that was the last time we've had a, a good team. All of our old studs back, you know, retired, got out. We lost Charles Woods, and he, hell, he's still playing. He's still probably almost just as good as he ever was with us. Uh, but anyway, we got to Jacksonville this week, probably the worst team in the NFL. So if we don't beat Jacksonville, I, I don't know what to say. The season's going to be over if we don't beat Jacksonville because we can't get too far behind. Denver's finally stepping up a notch. Um, you know, Peyton's starting to click. Phillip Rivers over in San Diego, you know how he is. The Chargers, every damn year, they start off slow, and then they pick it up. 
he's Mr. December. But anyway, I don't know. I was just I was real upset about this Atlanta game. I'm starting a lot of my uh, Raiders on my roster in fantasy this week against Jacksonville because I have high hopes that we might be able to beat the shit out of them. But we got we got to get Darren McFadden some more carries. Uh, I know he he had that fumble this weekend, but you know it happens. I guess he he's always he's always uh, had some fumble issues, but for the most part he does all right. We just need to get him some more carries. We need to get him the ball on the open field, and we need to start utilizing our receivers more. The deep threat is not there. Carson Palmer really needs to work on that. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy when he needs to. It's just the decision-making. I don't know what's going on with him. But anyway, Raider Nation. Well, I feel you, man, in a lot of ways. But I also have to tell you, man, as much as it depresses me to think that we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. So this last game was a breath of fresh air. If we can continue to play like that and, you know, do our best, you know, the AFC West, I'm not I'm not even thinking about it. I just want to see us play good football and learn how to be a football team because we're not there yet. But if we started this last game and start now, let's be positive, man. I think we're going to be okay. We got nothing to lose. Matter of fact, this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> Thanks for the call. And next, my brother Malik from Tucson. What's up, man? Hi, Raider Greg. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Just calling about the game with the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, this team is killing me. Just don't know what team is going to show up each week. Uh, they actually put, you know, 20 points on the board, which I guess is a plus. And the running game actually got something going, you know, after three quarters. Uh, Greg Knapp finally decided to start throwing the ball instead of just being predictable with the whole offense. Uh, and that defense, you know, I, I, people are saying the secondary had a good game this week. I don't believe it. It's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, they got pressure on the quarterback a couple times, which is nice to see. But I'm pretty distressed. There were a couple plays right there on the screen where you saw, you know, guys like Richard Seymour, I don't know why he's still on this fucking team, you know, giving up on a play, you know, rushing the quarterback and just sort of going half-ass after a couple seconds, like throughout a play. I don't know if that goes on all the time or not in the NFL, but I I couldn't fucking believe my eyes when I saw that. I wanted to fucking jump up and, and jump on the TV and fucking choke his ass. And then the same thing happened with Tommy Kelly. Uh, he, he's chasing after a player down the field, gets about, I don't know, seven or eight yards out of the play, and the guy's still running down the field. Nobody's tackling him. And you can see him letting up like, you know, he, he wasn't really interested in trying to make the tackle. And, you know, thank God, you know, somebody brought him down, you know, but just, when I saw that, I mean, the guy sitting next to me at the bar uh, gave me a look like, damn, you know, that was uh, pretty stunning. I really wish Coach Allen would, would show a little attitude in the sideline. Uh, I see him get fired up when there's a good play. But, damn, I really think some, a lot of these players need to get their, their, a foot up their ass, man. Uh, there's so many bonehead plays. You know, they, they had such a great year of penalties so far, and then they just had this incredibly bad, you know, game as far as execution. I don't know how the fuck that just happens. It just seems to fucking happen with this team. And somebody needs to figure out what the fuck's going on with that shit. 
and whoever's responsible needs to get the fuck out. Players, personnel, whatever. But uh, it's nice to see Daenerys Moore get some action, and uh, that's one big positive. McFadden looked okay. Didn't get 100 yards, but um, a lot of that has to do with the offensive coordination at my point. So that's the way I look at that. But uh, looking forward to the next week. Uh, the schedule's going to get easier, so hopefully we can pull out some wins. And uh, big loss last night against the, you know, the Chargers against the Broncos, so we still got a chance. All right. So that's my, my, that's my thing, so I'll just let you go. Have a good one, man. Peace. Hey, Reddit Greg, this is Malik from Tucson again. Yeah, I know I called before. I really don't give a shit. I got some more stuff to spit out. I don't want to hear people trying to blame this loss on Carson Palmer. Let's get one thing straight. Uh, They had a lot of turnovers and a lot of penalties. They had turnovers that they should have been scoring on, but guys were dropping the ball, uh, really bad play calling, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so it's more than just a quarterback issue. Yes, he he is following his M.O. and throwing a bonehead pass at certain times, but I really can't put up, put that game on that one instance. I mean, it was devastating, but, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't put that on him. Uh, also, once again, Richard Seymour, I'm calling you out again. I don't know why the fuck you're on the field, man. You need to fucking do something with your job. Uh, figure out if, you're, if you want to play anymore. If not, get the fuck off the team because you're, you're, you're killing us. Seriously, you're so non-impactful. I don't even know what you're doing out there half the time. It seems like you're just out there just trying to act like you're a badass. You're a badass, I don't know, seven years ago. Um, it's about time you wake up and smell the coffee. Either get the fuck off the team or, you know, get your ass going on the field. I'm tired of that shit. Uh, kicking game. Can't really say shit about Janikowski and Leckler. That's, that's the highlight of the whole team right there, so I'm going to just let that go. Uh, McFadden seemed like he really got it going on, man. In, in, the, in the second half, uh, I don't know if they changed from a zone scheme to a power run, power running scheme, but it seemed like he wasn't trying to dance around. He he had a hole; he was able to hit it. Uh, that's that's sort of what we need to see. Um, but I'll tell you what: if this team doesn't get better pressure on the quarterback, uh, have better secondary coverage, um, they're in trouble. I mean, we got Jacksonville coming up. Uh, they should they really should just wipe the field with them. But you never know, you know, you know that shit goes. So, uh, other than that, man, just looking forward to the next week. Uh, still got my hopes up. Trying to fucking stay positive. But I got to tell you, man, I really wish uh, Mr. Bubbles was back in, in action with the uh, the offensive coordination. It just seems like the offense right now is just kind of slow and predictable. For second and 20, you know, you don't just run the ball. I mean, you got to open up the offense, man. I don't understand how we have we have a couple of hurt receivers, but we still have talent to throw the ball to, and we don't throw the ball. You know, yeah, you can say that when we do throw the ball, we intercept it, but that's kind of bullshit. I mean, Carson Palmer statistically is having a great, a, a pretty good year. Uh, he's been very efficient. Um, you really can't put that on him. They really just need something like they open up the, the offense a little bit. Things get a little better that way. Uh, enough of the little dump passes and all that bullshit. Um, and memo to McFadden, if somebody blows on you, don't just fall over. Okay, you're a fucking football player. Run somebody over. Act like you can get a couple more yards after somebody touches you. It seems like whenever somebody gets a, a, an arm wrapped around your leg or something, you're going down, you know. It just it seems kind of sad that way, but that's the fucking truth. So, I don't know. But, you know, ready till I die. That's all I got to say. 
Uh, sorry about calling twice. I, just, I had to get this shit off my chest, man. Um, appreciate it. Peace. Yeah, Seymour and Kelly are gone next year. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure. I would say, I've been saying that for a while. Nice that you brought it up, by the way. One of those things I've been saying to a lot of people, actually, Kelly needs to go because he's lazy. And Seymour needs to go because he's just tired. So those guys have to get out of there. I'm telling you, next next year we're going to draft some big dudes to take these guys' places. Or we're going to trade. These guys are gone. That's a fact. Unless Kelly turns something on, I don't see it because he just plays one down a game as far as I'm concerned. So be happy. Be positive. Let's look forward to every game and hope we see improvement every time. And they did change to a power blocking scheme. They said they did. And I'm sure it was the coach that went to the offensive coordinator and said, hey, knucklehead, hey, you need to change this shit because it ain't working. And McFadden probably said, you know what, I'm tired of getting my ass beat. And that's how it went down. I'm telling you. You know, the we've been talking about this since the first game of the season, about the conservative freaking play calling. And, you know, Mr. Bubbles, you know, even though he was blowing smoke up our ass, or Bubbles for that matter, he called some exciting fucking games, man. You got to admit it. I loved it, just like you did, and just like the rest of us. But, man, he's not here, so we got to hope these guys figure this shit out because, uh, well, that's what they have to do to win, and that's what we want to do. Thanks for the call, brother. Great knowledge, great passion. That's why we're here, man. And next we have HD Raider out behind the orange curtain in Orange County. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I'd like to say uh, thank you guys. Oh, this is uh, the HD Raider out here in Orange County, California. I'd like to thank you guys for that uh, heartfelt tribute to uh, Al Davis uh, that's on the podcast. I think off the nation to go on a cast and listen to that. Uh, the man was a genius, light years ahead of his time, head and shoulders above the rest. You know, no matter what happened with him in his last 10 years, you know, we've had some head scratches, but we've had some great moments at the hands of Mr. Davis. So, uh, Mr. Davis, we will miss you, we love you, and we will definitely keep you in our prayers and keep your legacy alive. Uh, after watching the game today, you know, guys, it was a loss. I'm not truly, totally upset because the guys came to play. You got to hand it to them. They came to fight. They didn't lay down. They took that one on the chin uh, with that interception with the Sandy Sanders and came right back fighting back. I mean, they, they fought tooth and nails. We just, we just don't have all the pieces in place right now. And we have some pieces to build around. You know, there's some nice pieces on offense on, uh, with McFadden and uh, Palmer and Denarius Moore and a few others. You know, we're, we're just missing some pieces. Wheeler and Burst are great, great linebackers. Uh, we need some secondary help. I mean, you know, we're really not that far off. The record doesn't speak for really how we are. But like I said, I think we have ownership and uh, the GM and the coaches that are committed to get this thing turned around. So instead of everybody getting on here bashing and getting upset, let's look at the positive of where we're going to be in a couple seasons. Hopefully by next year we'll see a big turnaround. But, you know, hey, I was proud of the guys today. They came off the bye. They weren't flat. They just came out swinging. They just, you know, they just couldn't swing hard enough, man. And, Hopefully, you know, like I said, we get it turned around and we get some more pieces in the offseason and move off people here and there. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, let's not bash them. Let's not point the fingers because they tried hard. And that's all we can ask out of the team in transition. I'm out. Didn't I just say that, man? 
I say the same thing, man. We got to let this team blossom. There's a lot of good things. We have to let the new GM and coach and staff figure it out. It's easy to freak out because we've had to freak out for a long time. So it's justifiable and excusable. But those of us in control, certainly not me, but some of us in control must keep control. Thank you very much. And next, the always knowledgeable and passionate fan, Obi-Wan Reader. And he's got some bitch slapping to do. I love it. What's happening, man? <laughs> Slap a bitch. Okay. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here, calling in from Houston, Texas. Shout out Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Long time, no time, I know, guys. Uh, just a few comments and observations about this past week's game. Uh, Atlanta is considered by most to be a Super Bowl bound team. For Oakland to have only lost by three points actually is a blessing in disguise. That just shows that these guys need to play 110% of the fucking time instead of sitting there bullshitting and looking down. The penalties, though, the penalties killed us. You get rid of some of those bullshit penalties, and I think the Raiders win this game. The Carson Palmer interception, you're going to throw the fucking interception, you better make the goddamn tackle. You had the bastard wrapped up, and you just let him go. Darren McFadden chased down a fucking fumble 45 yards and gave the defense a chance to hold them only to three points. Speaking of the defense, Tarver, you had a good game plan, but the last second you resorted back to that Chuck Bresnahan prevent nothing fucking defense. That's why they were able to get in the field goal range. That's my issue with Tarver. I have an issue with D.A. also. Instead of punting it, just like the commentator said, that first try, they should have let Sebastian Janikowski kick from that 52 yards. He would have made that field goal. You'd have a tie ball game right then and there. If you get um, Janikowski to make that first field goal instead of punting the ball, and then you don't use the prevent defense, but you pressure Ryan, which showed that Ryan was inaccurate, and that's what's making him give up all the damn interceptions, Oakland would have won that game. To be 1-4 and four sucks balls. 1-4, and 1-5, whatever it is. Bottom line is this. If these guys don't start playing fucking better, wholesale changes. Get rid of fucking Tommy Kelly. Get rid of fucking Richard Seymour because they're not doing shit. Next year in a draft, every single fucking player, defense. They need to put in Bergstrom, too. The season's already pretty much fucked. And I know I'm being a little negative now, but you know what? I was trying to be optimistic at the beginning of the year, and that shit ain't fucking working out. I know it's going to take time to fix 10 years of cultural bullshit, but they got to do something more than this. If they can fucking beat the Steelers, which has a better defense than fucking Falcons can, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Look at the game plan they used at Big Ben. They kept pressuring him, kept pressuring him, kept pressuring him. So when the game's on the line, we go to a fucking pre defense. Tarver, bitch slap. Dennis Allen, not letting fucking uh, Sebastian Janikowski kick the ball. Bitch slap. Carson Palmer, whiffing on the tackle. Bitch slap. And somebody fucking please get the shepherd's cane and pull Greg Knapp by his fucking throat out of the play calling. Let Al Saunders do the calling. Because this fucking zone scheme is twofold. One, it's not set up for McFadden. Two, McFadden has no patience. You look every time that Goodson's in there, Goodson's waiting for the hole. And McFadden's a better player than Goodson ever will be. 
Would you look at Goodson's runs yesterday when he did have the opportunity? He was patient and looked for his blocks. I know one over on Time Raider Greg, Raider Randy. One love, Raider Nation. Obi-Wan Raider out. There you go. Uh, I love your takes, man. You know I do. That's why you're on. You know what? We get it. We all do. And we're trying to work through this together. Don't You know what? We got to blow this team up. Kelly has to go. And so does Seymour. That's happening anyway, man. You know, that's going to happen for sure. Uh, changes are in the wind in a good way. This team just has to keep building. It's building is what we're doing here. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. Let's see if we can continue this on through the season. Thank you, my brother. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Renity. It's Raider Joe from Rochester, New York. I was actually originally from Oakland, California. I was at the very first game back from L.A. You know, I was seven years old. But, you know, I was there from the L.A. Rams. We beat them. Sam Lilly's. Boys are back in town. We're playing. But you know what? This this loss hurts. This loss really hurts. You you know, you get a pick six. We get it. You you know, you're down. You know, Carson Palmer came back, and we won it. This defense needs to step up, and, you know, it just it's hard. It's hard to watch Matt Bryant call. You never, you never call a timeout to ice the fucking kicker. I don't care who you are. It never works. It never works. It never will. Just let him kick it because he knows he's going to get two chances at it because he knows you're going to call a timeout. He knows he's going to get a second chance. He knows he's going to get a second chance at a kick it. So the first kick is always a non-effort kick. And what does he do? He shanks it. We would have won the fucking game or would have won an overtime. We would have won an overtime and would have won it. You know what I mean? I benched Maris Moore, my fantasy team. I get it. Carson Palmer needs to step up. We're not going to win the division. That's just the bottom line. It's not going to happen. It's, you're not going to win the division, man. You're not going to win it, and Denver's going to win it. But you know what? You need to step up and win some games. You could have been the dagger in the Falcons' season. You could have been the first loss. You could have been 5-1 and one for what they do. They came back and won it, you know? Play with heart. Play with. Be smart. Don't hold. Don't bleed. I. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Yet again, let me say, I feel your pain, but you have to. You know what, man? I'm telling you, I'm standing there at the game, and I can't turn it off like the television. So I watch it to see who plays well and who doesn't, who's depressed and who isn't. What the coaches look like, what their facial expressions are, who's talking to who, because that in, in, in the in the end is going to show who this team is, and so you know it's going to grow. It has to grow because I'm telling you, we we have to go in the right direction. The Raiders are a multi-billion-dollar operation. They can grow instantly into a huge company. All they got to do is win. And Mark Davis' coffers will be full. So they want to win, man. The players want to win, too. We're going to get better. And that is it. Next, my good brother from Kansas City, Raider Dan. What is up, my man? Tell me. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Dan from KC. 
self-loss and the ATL. I listened to it on the Internet. I still had no faith in Greg Knapp. Uh, Carson should have threw the ball, but why the fuck did he call that play? But that's a whole other story. Hope you enjoy yourself down there. Gonna come up here with the fucking Chiefs ass after these bitch ass. We gotta be the team to put the nail in their coffin. You know, unfortunately, we might be right next to them, but I don't believe that. We're gonna turn this shit around. I'm optimistic. I believe in my team. I'm always Raider Nation. And fuck the Chiefs. I'm out. You know, I've been to Kansas City, and those fans are, well, they're ferocious. And they're a little tenacious, but uh, you see there's a big wide rivalry there in Kansas City. Raider fans from all over flock to that game, so those fans get a little upset. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I, we should beat the Chiefs, man. Very much so. Thanks for the call. And our next caller, Raider D from the IE. That's Inland Empire. Don't forget it. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Deep from the IE. Uh, Carl and I wanted to give my two cents about uh, the game. I had not called a couple weeks ago because I didn't think there was anything to talk about. I got a feeling everybody uh, saw the same thing I saw, and that was a team that didn't want didn't to play football. I think they um, had some kind of mutiny. The offense didn't play with the damn. Um, I don't know if the team said, you know what, one way we can get rid of Greg Knapp is to play worth shit. That's what it looked like last week or two weeks ago. Today, uh, the Raiders played good football. They played very good football. Both sides of the ball, special teams didn't have a whole lot because we're not returning any kicks because, you know, every kick is eight yards deep and you shouldn't return a kick eight yards deep. Take it to the 20. Um, they've gotten smart like that. A um, couple of calls on. We got some penalties this week, and that was unfortunate. We got quite a few, as a matter of fact. Some of them didn't make a whole lot of sense. Whatever. It's fucking, you know, they're going to call those things anyway. That pick six Carson Palmer threw, God, that was the worst time to throw it. You honestly, you look over there, you got. Three fucking guys wait, and uh, Samuels has the opportunity to jump that route because, you know, they loaded that side up. You're gone. You went over there three times in a row, you know. If they don't make an adjustment, they're just as stupid as uh, as we've been. And we've played some pretty stupid ball because we haven't made adjustments. I think we did this game. Uh, we came out and fought. But, God, you don't throw that fucking ball out there. So you got to throw that ball to where it goes out of bounds or your guy gets it, you can't put it in the field of play. And if you look at the play, I've watched about 20 times, he's showing it over. I don't think there was a way in the world our receiver gets that pass anyway. So that sucks. We fought back, got another touchdown. And then I don't know what the hell the um, the defense has fought all day. We've stopped them on first and goal, forced field goals. We stopped them on short down, short yardage. On um, on uh, running plays and fourth down, third down. Why in the hell are we going to a three-man rush down the stretch? Fight these guys. Anyway, a couple tweaks and we're winning games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as a one on the chin. 
Twitter D, I'm out. I understand all that, man, but look how the team played. I know. All good points, but look how the team played. Did you think we could win? Yes. We could have. Yes. We didn't, but we could have. That, to me, is is progress. So let's just see what happens with the Jaguars. Thank you, my brother. Next, my good brother, Raider Ray from Stockton, California. What's up? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Ray calling out of Stockton, California. Hey, man, just got done watching the Falcons game. Uh, Just some general thoughts. Obviously, pleased with the effort. I mean, there's no moral victory, but, you know, they played well overall. Uh, And I I like the fact, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people ain't going to agree, but even though Carson threw that interception, I really like the fact that they were aggressive enough to go for it, try to score seven instead of just hand it off and try to get three and play conservative. So that dude just made a good play on it, picked it off. But that was, you know, I mean, I still like the play. Uh, so my problem, though, man, is that last fucking defensive stand. You know, they had a, a decent game throughout the whole time. And then towards the end, they go to a three-man rush on that last series. I mean, come on, man. In my opinion, that's what cost them the game. They should have stuck to the four-man rush, continue to put heat on Matt Ryan, and just what happens, happens. This going to the soft three-man rush all of a sudden... It's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to do that, then don't let him catch a fucking pass, man. So, I mean, I'm still, you know, no one gave Oakland a shot to win this game. I understand that. And and they played tough enough to hang in there, and, and that's always competitive. And what more can you ask? Well, what more can we ask is a win. You know what I mean? I mean, it, we got to win these fucking games. I'm sick and tired of seeing us lose every week, every week we fucking lose. One way or another, we lose. And this time, it's not the players. This time, it's that fucking, again, it's that the last series, three-man rush is uncalled for, man. Stick with your fucking four-man rush and and just get them. Go after them. If they make a play, they make a play. But this bullshit of letting them drive, they only need to get the field goal range. Fuck, man. But anyways, I'm out. You know what? That's true. I have to put it on the defense at last. But it's not the defense that did it. It's the coach that did it. Like like you say. You know, these coaches need to learn. I'm just telling you that sucks. But, you know, no excuses. They should have won the game. That last defensive you know, whatever you want to call it, it blew ass. And, yeah, that's why we lost fully. It's not Carson Palmer anyway. I know that. It was that last defensive stand or lack of it. Uh, they should have kicked his ass like they did all game long, more so. Thanks for the call, my brother. Classic and unique, of course, my good brother, Raider, special ed. <laughs> Hey, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this Raider Special Ed. Hello, I watched the game last yesterday, and I wasn't too disappointed, to be honest with you. It's a bummer that we lost, and I know Carson threw a big interception. But, you know, they looked better. They're starting to play as a team. They played the whole 
four quarters as much as I could watch. Hey, I got a call, phone call from my 80-year-old aunt, so I had to kind of get away from the game a little bit there. Try telling her don't call during a Raider game. They don't understand. Got to respect the old people, though. But overall, man, they're, they're, I think they might be getting it together. Denarius Ford took a monster hit. I thought, oh, shit, he's injured again. But nope, he was back in there. They tried a couple trick plays that almost worked. Hayward Bay was back in, not so much receiving, but the end-around run and, and whatnot. So, yeah, there may be some hope for us. All in all, I, I like the way they played better. They, we weren't embarrassed. They stuck with it. We did lose, but we lost in the final seconds. Uh, the penalties were up again, but you know what? When the penalties, we've always had penalties. We were always high in the penalty count, but uh, even when we were winning, maybe you got to take the bad with the good, you know what I mean? Just don't make too many stupid ones, and uh, we might be able to pull something out. So I'm going to change my quote from the water boy to, you can do it! Maybe. Maybe we can. I don't know about playoffs, but, you know, at least be something of a force and not be embarrassing. So overall, I was pleased. I think they'll get it together. Anyway, just thought I'd uh, voice my opinion, and uh, thanks for the bone line, and I'll talk to you after next week's game. I'm out. You definitely should be respecting your elders, my brother. A good take, man, and you know, <laughs> I like the style. Certainly do. And last but never least, one of the ladies of the Raider Nation. I love this call. I love this woman. This is Black Flag Raider Pam. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Raider Greg. So it's Raider Pam calling from the belly of the beast, West Palm Beach, Florida, listening to these dolphin fans jumping up and down and celebrating all the time, which is very annoying. And, uh, you know, we have our problems um, being Raider fans here and just being Raider fans. And, um, you know, we can't watch games hardly ever, and we have to watch the ESPN game cast with the triangles and the rectangles and listen to Tom Flores on the whatever it's called on the iPad and all of that and try to figure out what's going on with these games. But this week, because we're just so tired of the Raiders being so terrible, we went to a movie. We went to see The Loopers, which was pretty good, and then we got out and there were eight minutes, seven and a half minutes left to the game, and we were listening to it on the iPhone uh, in time for there to be an interception uh, there at about seven minutes left. And uh, as you know how things wound down uh, from there, it was pretty much downhill. And I just wanted to say, uh, you know, last year I was depressed. It was simmering uh, very bad, very low. Uh, this year I'm starting to rage. Um, you know, I'm thinking of just like cutting off all my hair and starting some kind of black flag kind of a band and screaming and yelling and getting on stage and banging on a guitar and screaming and screaming and screaming because that's how we feel with this team. It doesn't look good. <sighs> all right, I'm going to try to recover from that. And um, thanks for your show. I'm out. Yeah, well, we're all feeling a little emotional, Pam, but I love the way you express it. 
we can all feel uh, those feelings of, well, uh, uh, yes, because that's the way it is. It'll get better. You have to understand that. And I'm glad you could, you know, let a little bit of that out right here on the show. That's why we're here. You know, we're the best therapy for the Raider Nation. I've always said it, and I mean it. And thank you, my lady, for the call. Ladies, step up. Look at Pam. Black flag Pam. She's on it. <laughs> Love it. Well, Red Nation, that is it for this show. Let's hope that we beat the Jaguars at O.com, man, because we need it. We got to have it. And you know what? Damn it. We deserve it. We have a team. We're able to do it. So let's just get it done. That's what I am saying. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.